Show you never get about the things we happen there. I be your eye never clear. Mankind's a wicked. I talk about my government. Open your mind and your ears. What the happen? She not just so. make my people suffer, suffer. But the ashes don't they open? Everything down scatter, scatter. Twenty eight of October, twenty twenty. Hello everybody and welcome to the first episode of Bright Life from Bright Lenses. And this is the first episode of the new year 2021. Um I would like to say a very big thank you to all um, all our esteemed listeners from all around the world. I really appreciate uh the acceptance and your time. So today today with me I have a guest a very mystical guest is a great businessman is an astute businessman is a financial analyst and somebody that uh whose whose understanding of governmental policies especially um in his native country nigeria someone who understands um the system and someone who has in one way or the other influenced by the system knows the operational metrics of the system and it is it is quite surprising that for someone that has an engineering degree as his first degree can have this much knowledge and this much wild vast knowledge of politics and how to run a government is no other person than Owadi David thank you Owadi David for thank joining you us for on having me good afternoon and um today's topic is actually as always a very dicey topic uh the topic is what if color is just an illusion and all we have is green and white now um like we all know the flag of the country nigeria uh the most populous african country uh the strongest economy by size and by volume is green and white and even though nigeria is dubbed as the giant of africa a lot of its endeavors a lot of its system does not um portray it as the giant that is supposed to be and that begs the question what exactly is wrong with nigeria like what exactly is the problem with nigeria is there is is there a reason why things are the way they are or is there a logical explanation to it is there a systemic explanation to it so mr david what do you think exactly is well um okay thank you once again for having me uh nigeria like any other country is a group of humans and if anything is wrong with yep. the country it means it is intentional humans are really unintentional oh. i mean we wake up in the morning we have our bath we do our hygiene it's intentional if you choose to wake up and not have your bath is intentional yeah. so the state of things in nigeria yeah. despite all the wealth in human and uh, natural resources the state of the country it's 
where it is because certain people ensured it so that is that is that is a very very juicy thing that is a very very dicey thing because uh, <laughs> um I, I saw a documentary uh journey of an african colony and the 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 dynamism of how the country came to be was vividly explained in that documentary and i i beg to be corrected but are you are you trying to say that um a lot of the problem that is with Nigeria is kind of fundamental. Is it kind of, um, can it be traced to the colonial era of the country or there's something oh, yes. that went through? It can be traced to the colonial places. era, actually. It can be traced to the fundamentals. Things were set in stones wrongly from the word go. And since then, we've hmm. still been not been able to balance out. For example, one of the major problems this country has faced is its own constitution. Can you imagine that its own constitution wow. is one of the biggest problems that's ever faced and um i i believe that the colonial master set it as such to ensure that even after they've left it will probably be very difficult to make anything meaningful out of the country the colonial masters ensured that <laughs> yeah the country was going to find it difficult to develop now uh i say this with facts mm. um look at nigeria Look at Rwanda. Currently now, one of the major problems the country is facing in Nigeria is farmers' headers clash. This was what led to the Rwanda genocide. Um, before the colonial masters came in hmm. both countries, these people have been living fine, co-dependently of each other. The colonial masters came, set up a government, made it look like um, the country was not functional, like the group of people were not in existence, that they didn't have a quality of life. And they gave them the colonial quality of life, which ensured they stay in ruins. Look at India, you know, with all the resources India has. But this same British colonial masters are still, you know, the major reason why the country is where it is today. Now, um, I believe that it is too late to apportion faults or blames. It's too late. We are the masters of our own fate. And um, if we can get down to the roots of the problem and see it for what it is, then we can only begin to prefer true solutions. Wow. Wow. That's, that's, that's a very incredible thing. Because when you talk about the root of the problem, when you talk about the root cause of the problem, I think one of the root cause that I have been able to identify is the fact that um, when it comes to Nigeria in particular, we have what I can refer to as an infrastructural deficit, such that um, the 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 basic this the the in the real sense of it, the basic amenities or the basic infrastructures that we're supposed to use to propel ourselves to the next level or at least form a bedrock of civilization of development they're totally missing talk about uh, if you, when you go to other parts of the world there is stable internet at least in this 21st century this 21st century is a century whereby most of the development most of the advancement is jared and is um is is old by technological advancement and in a country where you cannot even get a stable power supply you cannot get um you cannot get a 24 hours running power water you cannot get a normal road or a normal transportation system like imagine the 
man hours that is wasted on Lagos Ipadon Expressway, on the Todd Milan Bridge, and all those kind of little, little and basic things that. So, what do you think? What do you think can be done to this um, infrastructural deficit that we have that is almost eating into the skeletal structure? Okay. Well, uh, to be honest, that is that is a million dollar question because the infrastructural deficits that the country has um it didn't start today and it's most definitely cannot okay disappear overnight now the problem is multifaceted like you said the country cannot even boast of six hours of uninterrupted power supply i mean where do we even start from you know internet is far from affordable where available a lot of parts of the country don't even have access to the internet now that's true i believe that the first solution is to harness the human resource that we have we have we are the most populous african nation we have the numbers labor is as cheap as possible you know if i'm right the united nations put it as over 80 million nigerians and less than two dollars a day you know it's it yeah it is it is is. now i believe that if we can harness this human resource now not the government harnessing the human resource we ourselves harnessing this human we can start to make things happen for ourselves you know for example if you look at it a lot of nigerians are quite comfortable with pro- providing their own water supply the big bowls is almost everywhere um yeah. those are almost mm-hmm. everywhere if you enter residences mm-hmm. in lagos you can barely hear yourself you know the fumes from generators are everywhere yeah, that's true it means that um individually we want to provide these basic things for ourselves because the government has refused to now what i believe could work is the government's providing a seed and letting the private sector get on it. You know, for example, the internet. It wasn't the government that yeah. provided the internet. It was the private sector. In fact, in fact, when it comes to yes. regulation, the government is doing a terrible job at it, at simply regulating. <laughs> so. I, I I I don't believe that the government should be involved in providing infrastructure. Personally, I don't believe so because they've proven time and time again that it doesn't work. The country has spent billions of dollars on providing electricity. I mean, billions of dollars in the last twenty years, spent over, if I'm right, about ten to fifteen billion dollars. And there's literally nothing to show for it on just on electricity, just and we we are we've not we've not been able to even provide a stable source. Today we are trying Kanji down. Tomorrow we are trying you something know, else. Um, <laughs> this, this electricity issue, for example, now. Okay, uh, I've been privileged to be at Kanji Dam, and it's it's like a yeah. museum. It's 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 an insult to call that place a, a dam. I mean, it is a wow. museum. I, I read it um, somewhere online that um, you know the dam was German built, and they wanted Germans to come and serve yeah. it. And the German government told them that they don't have parts again. They've stopped Ooh. making parts. The, the most of the equipment there are about 60, 70 uh, years old. I mean, 60, wow. 70 years old. It is ridiculous. Now, I've also been Oloibiri in Bayelsa, and I've seen. Yeah where we flare natural gas on a second basis per second 
the amount of guts that was flare in South South Nigeria. I don't, I'm not exaggerating. The amount of guts we flare daily can provide electricity for West Africa. But we choose to play it. Wow. We choose to play it. Wow. We choose to play it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> now, um, all these problems that we've talked about, all these issues that we've talked about, are issues that almost every Nigerian knows already. Now, it, it begs the question that if if we know the problem, if we know what the issue exactly is, isn't the next step of action finding solutions to this issue? Now, I, I know there's a debate on the problem with Nigeria is corruption, the problem with Nigeria is about the people. It is like the government does not have to do everything for the people. The people are the cause root of the problem. And <clears throat> but like I beg to I beg to be corrected, but I, I seriously disagree because in a country that is well disadvantaged in the sense that we don't have these basic abilities, we don't have the support, we don't have the we have the resources, but we don't have the money. But in such a country, we can see how a fintech like like Paystack getting um, being acquisited by a foreign company. And this shows that this company believes that there's a potential in this business. This, com- this company believes that there's a potential in these guys, there's a potential in this country. So definitely, and we've seen other startups, at least. We've seen other startups, tech startups, other kind of startups. We've seen Nigerians in diaspora try to make something out of themselves. So it, it has made me come to a conclusion that the major issue with Nigeria is a cultural and mental exactly. issue. Yes. It's, it's, it's an issue that um, that bears out of our way of life. Though it might stem out of the way the colonial master left it, but now it has become a way of life for us. Now, I, I believe every government in itself is corrupt. The Chinese government, the the American government, the Russian government, every government has, has, has um, a pint of corruption in it. And corruption is almost a way of life that cannot be eradicated. Yeah. I know some people would, would start to say I'm sounding foolish, but corruption cannot be eradicated. Now, if corruption cannot be eradicated, we should only find a way to to minimize this corruption and make sure that we harness our resources into the right things. Actually, I... Okay. So, it, let's... Yeah, you yes, I, I believe that corruption is not even a major problem in Nigeria. It's not the bulk of our problem. Okay. I mean, yeah. the amount of damage that governmental policies do alone to our economy, corruption doesn't even come close. We simply yeah. have That's very true. incompetent leaders. I mean, yeah. we have people who are leading us in the 21st century who cannot even operate a smart device. <laughs> that's that's quite ironic. I mean, and these are, you know, the, the, the country as a whole now, out of over 200 million Nigerians, we have about 120, 130 million that are under the age of 30, 30 yeah. years old. And mm-hmm. we have people leading us that yeah. cannot even put on the flashlight on their phones. I mean, we have that's, people that can call access quite alarming. <laughs> leading us. Now, um, governmental policies do us more harm than corruption i mean when you talk about corruption what's what really is corruption corruption is embezzling of public funds you know corruption is embezzling of yeah. um misappropriating and you know stealing of funds, misappropriation you know. of funds. That's, that's corruption yeah. but really mm-hmm. look at um private companies i mean there are private companies in nigeria that generate billions of dollars annually and you don't yeah. hear them come out and yeah. say they have corruption and miss them no 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 no, no. But what, what are you finding out now? The government is uh, making policies 
as is making it difficult for them to do businesses. I mean, we're talking about infrastructure. I just mentioned the internet infrastructure now. It wasn't the government that provided it. Electricity as yes, an infrastructure yes. now. Currently, the bulk of power generators, power generating companies that we have in Nigeria are not even government-owned. They are private. Yeah, they're they are private terms. Now, you know, any any major infrastructure what it sorts is most likely private owned and controlled. Which means that the reality mm-hmm. is that the government really cannot do these things. You know, talking about education. I mean, in advanced countries, the best universities are not governmental. They are private owned. Yes. But yeah. but here, you know, want the government to be the one to, you know, do this and do this. But I understand, I understand where we are coming from. I understand that we had uh parents who lived literally on the government and the government made their life possible yeah <laughs> and you know we as the youth of today looking back we feel like oh we are being cheated you enjoyed better than us when you were in our shoes but like i said earlier mm. it's mm. until we start looking yeah. inwards looking at this at the problem mm-hmm. and not apportioning blames then we can move forward Talking about moving forward, talking about moving forward, because I I, I feel that um, when we talk about problems, when we talk about issues, when we talk about where we are as a, as a nation, as a country, the best way is to try to look back and from history uh, or from whatever whatever logic and whatever facts and figures we can draw out, provide a solution. Now, I, I, I know that um, countries like America, countries like the UK, they had time to innovate. They had time to yeah. build yeah. things before they had a governmental structure, yeah. so to say. Now, they've had time to build, they've had time to learn, they've had time to make mistakes. But now, it's it's, it's almost like we're under a government where we don't even have infrastructure. We don't even have the innovative, like the innovative impetus yet. But we have a government. We have a government that is always talking about policies. Policies that they don't even understand. Now, um... Going forward, what do you think we can do as a nation to move forward? What do you think we can do as a nation to be able to compete? Because I I feel that I feel that there's a lot of potentials in Nigeria. A lot of potentials. And if if we don't channel these resources well, we, we see what is happening already. We see the treaty that the government the <laughs> the president signed with the government of China. For me, is is a one-sided treaty. It's a one-sided. They call it bilateral agreement, but it's a unilateral agreement for me. Now, we, 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 we see the, the, the steps and we see the directions that this government is going. But as the coming generation, with the prospect and, and in view of what is to come, what do you think we can do as a nation to correct all of this? What do you think we can do to be better as a country and to be the beaming light of Africa once again? Okay, thank you. First... And most importantly, I believe we need to get yeah. ourselves educated. We need to get okay. ourselves That's educated. Um, UN released some statistics uh, late last year, November, December. I was going through some documents from the UN and on literacy. UN believes that only one out of every five primary school leaver can actually read and write English language, which is our official language. That is, I, yeah, I, I think I saw, I think I saw a stats like that it's, online, and there were tweets about why Nigerians fail um, IELTS and other no, <laughs> other exams like that. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've I've been to different parts of the country, and I've met people that cannot even pidgin, pidgin that is you know is just an offshoot of English, and they cannot speak it. They don't understand. I mean, you get to parts of the country, and you are literally behaving like. 
someone who is dumb you have to start using sign languages to communicate because wow. you can't you can't speak their dialect they can speak yours and in a country where yeah. the official language is english you know i believe that firstly if we are educated our minds are educated we'll get to understand yeah. the evil these policies do to us you know if you're educated hmm. we would start refusing to have uneducated leaders yeah I that's mean, true that's that, what, that's that's a very cogent point because a, a lot of our policy makers don't even understand the effect of the policies they are implementing these guys did not even write west african examination yeah yeah i mean these, these guys <laughs> these guys can actually not even enter a high school in europe and they are leading us Mm, yeah. you know I, I, I believe number one educate ourselves number two um we need to allow ourselves do businesses allow ourselves live allow ourselves breathe breathe like you mentioned earlier this stock was a company that started in nigeria by nigerians you see the resources yeah. that we have in this country if we allow ourselves let's see the lights of day we'll be surprised to the extent which, which, which we can go you know for example in nigeria yearly we import about four trillion naira worth of chicken into the country wow four trillion <laughs> i mean it takes just six weeks to raise a bed from day old to table size six weeks but you'll mm. find out that if you want to do that you don't even have corn you need to import corn we import thousands wow. of tons of corn annually you know i was surprised to see that that is even that, a major important that, of corn. that's heartbreaking for a country that has arable land like nigeria i mean, I mean down north down south I mean, everywhere everywhere now if we get ourselves educated enough and we understand that okay what i believe education does is this education opens up your mind to opportunities it's not just about what you're being taught in school. You know, an educated mind will tell you that you cannot use your back to cultivate 10 acres of land. You won't live long. But that's what we yeah, are doing. That's, that's, what, we that's what we are doing as a country. And that's why we are still backwards. You know, people will say it's lack of funds. I dare say it's not. It is not lack of funds. Because um, so far, so good. Even the what, even the amount that is being released, it's been mishandled. You know, yeah, fertilizers are being given across all sectors. Yes, across all sectors. sectors. Thank you. Not, not, not just agricultural sector. Imagine, imagine if the Ajakuta steel mill yes. is functional. Like the, the the number of graduates that would that would be out of the street. Exactly. The numbers of people that we are not even graduates now. Even even this the other skilled workers exactly. that would that would be gainfully employed even, by that. Even menial workers, even unskilled workers. Yes. Now, um, aside education, one thing we also need to understand is we need to find the way around ethnic bigotry. Our ethnicity problems very, very is is really shooting us in the kneecaps. Is really shooting us in the kneecaps. Each region has its own wealth advantage and disadvantages and if we cannot learn to harness that diversity well we're not ready to start we're not ready to start yet each region has its own strengths hmm. you know the north for example now they have their strengths they have their weaknesses as well same with the south until we can harness this together and stop allowing politicians you know ride on the back of ethnic divisions to power until then but I strongly believe this. I strongly believe this. If we keep paying a lack of attitude to education as we have started currently and we are ongoing, 
ah it is well with this country let me say more than that it is well <laughs> it is well oh that was that was that was very 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 enlightening and it's it shed it shed a lot of light on a lot of questions and i i'm very sure that a lot of nigerians would go on with this uh, fire in their belly would be ignited to actually do something so just before we round up i i would love to i would love to know your take on i know just for enlightenment sake i'm not i'm not of the school of thought that Nigeria needs to divide to make any headway. I'm not of the school of thought that um, uh, that we can't coexist because um, I, I feel I feel like you mentioned one of the major reasons why why we are having issues is because of this ethnic division that and the friction is even getting more coarse by the day and like an example I always tell people is the the Bush family. We are two brothers, we are governors of two different states. It's something that can never happen in Nigeria. It's something that, as an indigenous of Ondo state, I cannot go to someone as close, like in origin, in culture, in in anything, in language, in tone, in tonality. I cannot go to somewhere like Oshun State and say I want to be the governor of Oshun State. I, it has never happened in the history of Nigeria, and I think it would never happen in the history. Okay. Hey, wait, wait. It's, 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 it's true. It's our prayer that it does happen. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. Let me let me just use the word. It has never happened in the history of Nigeria. But I feel until something like that can happen without people raising eyebrows, I think until something like that can act, where, where we can actually infuse ourselves into each other. Where, where we can we can begin to clean these borderlines, where we can stop this um, zoning, where we want to choose a leader, an election that should be based on credibility is now based on zonality, is based on a section of the country, is based on the fact that um, it was the North Stone now, now it should be the Southeast. There's now even more division between close ethnic groups than it is between far ethnic groups. There's more rivalry between the, the ethnic groups in South-South and the Southeast. A lot of them will tell you I'm not Igbo. <laughs> so with all of this in mind, I believe that dividing Nigeria is not the best. But what is your take on this ethnic friction that is happening and is almost throwing the country into chaos? Because with the issue of the Fulani Edsmen in Southwest and the killing that has been going on, I think it's, it, it only takes time before this goes beyond boiling point. So what do you think is the issue and what do you think is the solution going forward? Okay, well, um, I, I think I think the issue, like I said earlier, is um, intentional and wow. starts <laughs> from that point of view that, see, these tensions, certain people, certain group of people are fanning it to flames. Then to make you understand that I'm benefiting from it. You said I say I'm and they are benefiting from yes, it. Yes, they are benefiting from it. You see, um the the bulk of terrorist acts that we have in this country, I dare say they are state sponsored. My school of thought is that um certain leaders or group of leaders are really milking off the blood of people. Yeah, yeah. I, I got I got information, a very credible information that when co6 squad came to nigeria to try and form a tactical approach towards sambisa forest that they got there and 
after a couple of hours, they just left. And they left without even giving a report to the Nigerian government, and they went back to the United States, stating that it was just a mere waste of their time. Yeah, yeah. And we've lost soldiers to this cause, we've lost citizens to this cause, and it keeps growing. Now, let, let, let me just state an unpopular opinion. Okay. My opinion is that uh, the former party that led this country, PDP, yeah. were not wise enough in stealing funds. Hmm. You know, <laughs> this, this, those guys stole, you know, public funds that could easily be traced, that could easily be, you know, owned. Okay. Now, according to the concern of this yeah. country, you don't get to probe security votes. And, uh, What's the easiest way to claim security allowances other than strife and attacks and banditry? You know, uh, Whoa. you can't ask the government how much it has spent to protect the life of its citizens. So the easiest yeah, way to keep yeah. making money is keep making, making sure that the life of the citizens are not safe. That is my opinion. Now, until we can understand that um, there are certain families that are making trust funds, that are funding accounts across Europe, on the blood of people and understand that um, yeah. these people are just you know turning us against each other i don't think we can really have a real peace in this country i mean for a country wow. where you can't even import shoes without going through customs i mean without going through tough scrutiny at the port i mean uh, i know people that are to such businesses important and exports and i know what they go through you'll be shocked with the ease you can bring in ammunitions in this country. <laughs> the the irony. Wow. <laughs> so now, the, the solution, like I said earlier, is that I believe we need to educate ourselves. We need to educate ourselves. Mm-hmm. Enough of people pitting us against each other, keep turning our backs against each other. We need to understand that in this world, there are no winners, there are no losers. Just people who are getting richer, who are dying. So this, mm-hmm. this is a world that, as long as it continues, certain people are happy. I mean, okay, look at it this way. What exactly is the root cause of this X-Men crashes? They claim that they need where to blaze. They need where to feed their cows. Netherlands, that their landmass is barely up to a state in Nigeria. They produce 10 times the amount of beef we produce. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is not strict. They don't have issues with... <laughs> With grazing or pasturing and all the likes, this is not magic. This is not. This is not uh, a trick. It's because they are. Educated. It's not rocket, not rocket science. science. No. They know how to do it and how to make it work. I mean, the reason why we import four trillion out of chicken in this country is because we still don't know how to do things without physical strength. I mean, in this age and time, in this age and time, should you really be following fifty cows across? Bushes for months. A, a big, a big no. No, no. It's, it's, it's not worth it. It's, it's not worth it. Not you worth understand? It. You understand now? It's not worth it. Even with the cheap labor, yeah. it is not worth it. But because we are not even educated to understand that it's not worth it, we are basically moving backwards. We are basically no difference from the primitive man. We wow. are basically no difference. So, like I said earlier, the only difference between the primitive man and the elite or the modern man is that his mind is educated. He knows how to do things better. I mean, if mm-hmm. if Nigerians were the leaders of the world, I mean, till now we'll probably still be using horses and carts and you know, oxes to move things. 
I'm telling you, that's where we are oh still running things till now. And the problem is, we are fighting the change. The change is inevitable. It's inevitable. See, across all sectors, even the fintech sector you mentioned earlier now, Nigerian banks, through the bankers' conference, they are fighting this. You know, the, the bankers' conference oh. that I held last weekend, the vice president was telling them that you cannot ban cryptocurrency. The best you can do yeah. is regulate it. But because mm-hmm. they feel like they are losing or try and regulate they are losing relevance, <laughs> you know, so they rather have things as backwards, as primitive as possible. Like I said, it still boils down to being educated, having an educated mind. That's to me, that is still the number one way out. Mm. When you're educated to understand that there is a better way to do things. There's a better way to, you know, to do, you know, the bulk of these guys who are terrorists, who are terrorizing us, they are simply being taught to hate. They are being brainwashed. Mm-hmm. They are yeah. going through hours of doctrines of teaching them that see these people, they are your enemies. They're not allowing you to take your cows to their families to eat. Bro, they're not allowed, yeah. <laughs> you, you understand, you understand my, my point here now? So until we understand that, yes, firstly, yes, yes. firstly, this this is um, an intentional war. Some people are the ones behind it, and secondly, understand that the only way out of it is if we educate our minds and know better, and know better. I think that's 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 my my take on it. Thank you very much. Thank you very very much. Thank you for your time. Thank you for Thank your you. sacrifice. Thank you. Thank you for the burning passion that you have for Nigeria, and. I, I I know this this would lead to more sessions. It would lead to us discussing other cogent issues. Yeah, I and love it. I, I I just I just appreciate your time. I appreciate, and I, I know I know that your, your your concern for this country stems out of love for this country and the burning desire to see this country succeed. Thank you very much, Mr. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. So thank you all our listeners. Thanks for your time. Thanks for your attention. Thanks for everything. So the summary of everything is to make Nigeria work as a nation, we need to develop ourselves. We need to educate ourselves. And education stems out of the four walls of the school. It goes beyond that. It goes beyond um, the physics, the chemistry, the math, the philosophy, history. But it goes into developing ourselves as humans and trying to understand and better predict and prepare ourselves for what is to come. On this note, thank you. This will be the end of this episode. Thank you very much. Thank you everybody for listening. And until next time, I remain your host.